Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. I am your host, Brooke McCallery. And I'm your co-host, Ben McCallery. How are you? Good, good. Ready for another ep? Ep, ep 3-4. Ep 34. Now, I've got to say, I've been waiting for this episode because we've got a, a list of episodes that Brooke puts in the Dropbox and... Episode 34 has always had just a couple of letters. Um, I think the, the letters from memory was GSG. Close. SG. S. S. SGS for Simple Green Smoothies. Of course, Simple G- Green Smoothies. Yes, I've been um, been working out schedules with Jen Hansard from Simple Green Smoothies for... A while, but I was very, very happy to be able to talk to her earlier, well, earlier today, if I'm being realistic, <laughs> about a week ago for when you're listening. Well, what a great conversation it was because I obviously went in not knowing what I was editing. <laughs> like always. <laughs> and uh, it is really a really good conversation. Oh, it is. She was she was such a pleasure to chat to, and yeah, you know, I mean, of course, we talk about smoothies and and why her and Jada Selna had decided to to start writing about smoothies, and they've got a book coming out all about simple green smoothies. But um, beyond that, it was just a really cool conversation, a really interesting story that I think a lot of people will resonate with. Yeah, and her background of you know how she was always didn't have any energy mm. and was addicted to coffee. I'm looking at Brooke. Oh, no, that's not fair. My coffee addiction is no more. What? I don't drink coffee every day. Don't you? No. Yeah. I used to. I, I, I And I say that when I'm talking to Jen. I used to be a, like maybe three or four cup of coffee yeah. a day girl when the kids were really little, but now I can quite happily go without it. I really enjoy a cup of coffee, but I'm not demented about it like I used to be. And so it's just interesting hearing her story about how she went from having no energy uh, and being transformed by the magic power of simple green smoothies. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the first things that she changed, but just to see, and it's like we talk about in virtually every episode in some capacity some these people that I, I i talk to make a change and it might be a really small change but almost invariably those changes come from a crisis and then they snowball into bigger changes and you know over time they they're just shifting their entire way of thinking and living and that's that's basically what jen talks about as well so great a great conversation and apologies for the interruption that you'll get halfway through but it's all part of the the magic that is recording podcasts while your children sleep oh <laughs> yes we have a special guest pop in this poppy sleepy head in <laughs> now why did why are we releasing this podcast now being the first week of nov of nov um well because the girls jada and jen have their first book coming out today um, today is, well, actually, technically it came out yesterday, I guess, but the, the 5th of November, 4th or 5th of November, their book will be hitting the bookshelves, at least in the States and the UK. Not entirely sure about Australia. They It, it is coming, but it might not be out on, on bookshelves just yet. 
but um, you can, of course, get it Amazon, all those kind of online booksellers as well. And the the name of the book? Simple Green Smoothies. Oh, that's pretty straightforward it and is. makes a lot, a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you can just go to simplegreensmoothies.com and you'll find information on both the book and then also the uh, the girls run these free 30-day challenges and 21-day challenges uh, to to help kind of entice people into the habit of eating healthier by having a green smoothie, one single green smoothie every day for 30 days. Uh, and then they have other products and things like that, programs that people can sign up to if they wanted to try it. But that's where you'll find all of the information about the book and social media. They're a good follow on Instagram. They always make me feel like being virtuous and chewing on some kale or something. (laughs) And while you're on the intranets, why don't you also visit audible.com? Definitely. How was that segue? (laughs) That was a good segue. (laughs) It's tight. (laughs) We're getting better at this. Now, we've got a recommendation this week that comes from a conference attendee. I wouldn't call it a conference. Um, A lovely A workshop attendee. At our Melbourne workshop last week, one of the women who was sitting uh, in the front row just kind of whispered, have you read this, you know, in a quiet moment and pulled out this book. And um, immediately I said, I haven't, but it's on my list. But the book is Big Magic from Elizabeth Gilbert, who is the author of Eat, Pray, Love, I think, which I have not read and I don't really intend to read but controversy uh big magic is is her book and it's all about creativity and living beyond living creatively beyond fear and the reason i know i will enjoy this book is because i've been listening to liz gilbert's podcast which is by the same name and it's just a really interesting uh kind of exploration of creativity particularly for women um and i think she she speaks to a lot of mums and women who are trying to to kind of live a creative life but they've got a whole heap of other constraints that they're operating under and it's just a really it's a really cool podcast so i know that the book is is coming highly recommended from a lot of people so that's one of the the free audiobooks that you could potentially sign up to audible.com and you could snag yourself a free copy of that or one of the 180,000 other audiobooks that are available on audible.com. All you need to do is go to audibletrial.com slash slow and you can get yourself a, a free audiobook. And the also a 30-day free trial. That's it. While you're on the intranets, why don't you also visit slowyourhome.com forward slash 34 where you'll be able to Obtain all the show notes to today's podcast, including all the details which we've given you verbally. It's another nice segue. Hey, how about a few shout outs? Uh, our, our wonderful Patreon patrons. Patrons, yeah, I guess it is. Patreon patrons. Um, a really big thank you to those that have donated, including Daryl, Teresa, and Kat. Huge thanks. If you would like to be part of the Slow Home community and contribute to the, the, the running of the show, just yeah, in a financial that's sense. That's it. That's what I was after. No, I mean, I, I can't tell you how much we appreciate Sorry. the people who are able to, to do that and who do do that. It's just a, it's a significant help to, to go towards the, the operating costs of the show. 
But you can find out a little bit more about that and, um, you know, how if you wanted to, to contribute, you can start as at as, at as little as a dollar a month. $100 a month, sorry. A <laughs> dollar a month for no fixed term at all. Uh, but, yeah, you can head to patreon.com slash slow and, um, and you'll get all the details there. So thank you, Daryl, Teresa, Kat, and the, the you know many other people who have started to contribute. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much for talking to me. Of course. I'm excited to be on your show. Oh, I'm, I'm just excited to chat to you guys. You've um, had a big impact on so many people's lives with your work and everything and just your story. So I think um, I think we're going to have a good chat. <laughs> Definitely. So you and Jada, I'm just going to jump right into it. You're, you're, like, you're changing people's health, like hundreds of thousands of people's health one smoothie at a time and I really want to dig into that uh, in just a minute but before we do can you kind of take me back pre-green smoothie time and tell me (laughs) what was life like for you before you you kind of started adopting this healthier lifestyle let's see before that it was probably around 2010 2011 and I had a three-year-old, or maybe he was two, two and a half, and a one-year-old at that time. And I was completely exhausted. And I felt like no matter what I ate or drank, there was still not any way for me to get enough energy to make it through the day. Um, I had my kids 17 and a half months apart, which I thought was a really good idea. Like my husband and I planned that. <laughs> And then when the time actually came to like live it out and um, raise them, I just felt really unprepared to handle two at once. And so uh, I remember waking up in the morning and just having to drag myself out of bed to get the kids, feed them breakfast. And my husband was usually gone already by the time we got up and he was commuting an hour and a half to L.A. to go to work every day. And so I would have the kids all day and we'd go to the park. Um, I'd always drive through Starbucks every morning. That was like on my daily routine. Like if anything had to happen, Starbucks had to happen. (laughs) And so we would do our day. And usually around like three or four o'clock, I would just run out of energy again and just hit this point where I was like, I'm not going to make it to bedtime. Like how how am I going to do this? Like we still have to make dinner. We have to do baths. We have to do bed. Um, and just, I didn't feel like I had it in me to make it through that. And so I would drive through Starbucks again and they knew me there. Like I was probably the most loyal fan they had at my local Starbucks. And for about two and a half years, this was my routine and what I did to raise my kids and make it through each day. So if you pick up your life and put it in Sydney, (laughs) you just (laughs) described my life. <laughs> from uh, soulmate, bro. Exactly. I'm like, yep, tick, 
tick, tick, yes, coffee addiction, yes. <laughs> that horrible sluggish feeling in the morning. Like my husband would have gone to work before I got up. All of those things. Oh wow. Um, man, it's just it's just it's heavy, you know. It's um and that's where I think we start making decisions that are based on like convenience or what's going to give us the the, the energy boost right then and there in the moment. That's like the time that I would pick up a chocolate bar or have a coffee in the afternoon or, you know, um, try and boost my energy just to get through. Uh, that I was exactly, exactly the same. Um, so, I mean, obviously that's, that's all changed for you, but what, did you have a moment of crisis or a catalyst moment where you decided that things have got to change? This is not working. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not anywhere close to, to living as, well as I could was there Mm -hmm. a moment there that that you can remember yeah I think the first moment that really changed the course of my family's health was right after my son turned two years old he always was sick like no matter what he had a cold and it felt like every other week we were going to the doctor's office um, because he'd get ear infections and the doctor would check him and of course It was another ear infection. And so he would give him antibiotics to try to kick it out and so that he could sleep again. And we did this same cycle for six months. And within even like a month of doing this, like he was getting worse and worse. And at night he would cry all night long. Like his, it was either his ears were hurting or his stomach was hurting. Mm. And, and he was such a happy, healthy little boy before this. And so we just couldn't understand what had happened and why he can't get better. And I had a friend who um, told me, she's like, I would love for you to go to my chiropractor. And I said, or for, for my son to go to the chiropractor. And I was like, I don't understand what that's going to do. So let me like stick with my pediatrician right now. We're going to try to figure this out. We're going to go get some allergy testing next. Um, but I'll check back in with you about it. And so I ended up going to the doctor again. We got allergy testing done, and I was just hoping that they were going to figure it out from this. And the test came back with nothing. They said that he was not allergic to anything and that um, it's definitely a virus. It's just kicking him round after round. It'll eventually go away. But it wasn't. And so I reached out to that friend because I felt desperate. Like, we, none of us were sleeping at this point. Like, sleep was not happening in the Hansard family. And I... I was willing to try anything. And so I got her chiropractor's phone number and made an appointment for Jackson, who was just over two at that time. And we went in there and he asked if he could do some muscle testing on him. And so he sat Jackson on my lap and he got out these little vials, like little tiny, it was like a little tiny suitcase with little tiny vials in it. And I was like freaked out. Because I was like, what is going on? And he's like, don't worry. This doesn't hurt. I'm just going to hold his hand with yours and push on it as I put the vials on his body to see if he has any resistance to it. And he said through this, he was going to be able to like figure out what was going on inside of his body. And it made no sense to me. But I left there that day with what he said was the problem. And he said that your son is sensitive to corn. And I told him, I was like, well, we just went and got an allergy test and they pricked my son's back all over and corn is not one of them. And he said, I think, I think it didn't show it. He's like, I think it's a sensitivity. It's not an allergy. So I'd love for you to follow this um, elimination diet and see if you get any results. And so I did it. I was desperate. And so I went home and all 
Jackson could eat was meat and vegetables. And before that, all Jackson ate was goldfish crackers, like fruit roll-ups, and like basic kid snacks. Like, So his diet had to completely shift while we tested this out. But we did it. And I'm not even kidding you, Brooke. Within a week, he was better. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, it was so fast. Like all of his boogers cleared up. His stomach stopped hurting. And I, I was like, we're on to something. Like there is definitely something in his diet that is making him sick. And so we kept eating like this and realized it was corn. And so that was the first time I ever realized that food could have such an impact on our bodies. And then that's when my journey began looking more into corn and what's in it and what's this GMO stuff and why is it in everything and what's corn syrup and why are we eating it? And I began questioning everything that was going into our bodies and not trusting what TV was showing us was okay to eat and what would make our kids happy, but actually trusting nature and going back to like what food is supposed to be. And that's how my family began to eat and all of us began to feel better. So, I mean, that's a massive um, realization to come to. It's, you know, sad that your little one had to get sick in order for, for it to happen. But yeah. like, it's it's um, it's so common, I think, that we have to come to this kind of crisis point in our mm-hmm. health or in some other area of life for us to stop and say, well, like you said, the things that they're telling us we should or can be eating – it's not working. Like it's not, it's not having a positive impact on us. It's not doing yeah. what it's meant to do. It's not, yeah, yeah it's not keeping us healthy. Um, so uh, from there, is that when you kind of started, um, is that when Jada, was it Jada who introduced you to the idea of green smoothies? Was that kind of a timely thing that, that happened at the same kind of time or was that a little bit further down the track? Yeah, that was, it was a little bit further down the road. It was probably about a year later. Okay. When I had just moved to Florida and she had moved to Hawaii and um, Jada and I used to be, we first met in a mom's group in LA and we were connected for about six months in that group before we both moved away and lost connection. Um, But good old Facebook brought us together again. (laughs) And so she reached out and said, hey, I'm starting a parenting newsletter. It's going to be an online thing and I need someone to design it. And I, I was a freelance designer. I had my own design studio that I ran from home. And so I was super excited about it. And I said, of course, I'll design it. And I'll give you the friend discount of $75. <laughs> so I hooked her up. <laughs> and that's the how we got back together. And we ended up partnering on this website. So it went from a newsletter to a website and we became 50-50 business partners on that. And it was during that time she started drinking green smoothies and telling me about them. And I was still doing my two coffees a day. Like that's where I was. Even though I knew like that what I put in my body could affect it, um, I didn't realize that um, what I wasn't putting in my body could actually affect it too. And I was a vegetarian for 16 years and I hated salads. Like I could not eat them. Like it was – just not my thing. I remember I'd go to the grocery store. I'm like, okay, let's go buy some spinach because that's what you're supposed to do. And it would just sit in my fridge until it went bad. And then I just throw it out. And I'm like, what's the point? Like, it's just not who I am. So I was eating bean burritos, grilled cheese sandwiches, and um, lots of mac and cheese. That was my <laughs> my food groups. <laughs> the vegetarian without vegetables. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
so Jada started drinking them and just saying, you know what? You're a vegetarian. Like, you should really try these. Like, I think you're going to feel better, too. She's like, I've lost all this weight, and I'm just really happy right now. And so it sounded easy enough, and she said they tasted good. And for me, taste is everything. And so I made my first green smoothie, and I actually took my whole family to the grocery store with me to pick out everything. And so we went and bought everything, put it in the blender. We had spinach, um, blueberries, strawberries. We did orange juice in that first one and water and blended it all up with a banana. And everyone drank it. And my son was three then. My daughter was one and a half. And I was just in awe that my little kids would drink spinach when it took me till I was like 28 to drink my first thing of spinach. So that's when I was hooked. I knew that this was not just a one-time thing. Like this was something we could actually do for our family every day and enjoy it. And that's the thing. You can do them every day. Like, um, and they do taste good. I don't know if, if uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember first seeing a, a, a TV segment about green smoothies years ago. And this woman kind of pulled all of these greens out of her garden and threw in an orange and threw in a banana and blended it all up. Like there is no way that that would taste good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could try it. And I tried it. I'm like, oh, no, it really does taste good. Um, <laughs> and But they are so easy. That's the thing. You know, it's juicing. I, I'm a fan of juicing, but it's the, the preparation and cleanup is a bit of an mm. impediment. Whereas with a, a, a smoothie, you just need your blender. You throw everything in. And, you know, 50 seconds later, it's kind of there and you can drink it. Um, yeah. I love that your kids, that you included your kids in that from the beginning. So mm-hmm. I think when kids think, they see their mum and dad doing that or drinking something that's different or eating something that's different and they're included in it, that's just their normal. You know, that just becomes their norm rather than something that they need to be introduced to later in life when they might be like more hesitant to, to try mm-hmm. new things. I think that's great. Yeah, definitely. I think including them in the whole picking out the ingredients yes. and keeping that excitement up from the very beginning is what made it to where when they actually got that cup in their hand, that they weren't like scared of it. They already knew everything that was going into it and they were ready for it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so after you, you you fell in love with green smoothies and you started to feel the benefits of that, mm-hmm. of just having more veggies, more healthful food. Did you then find that other things changed in your life? Like were there other changes mm-hmm. that flowed on from there? Yeah. I mean, at that point, I was still doing my two cups of coffee a day, but I started doing it where the green smoothie replaced my morning cup of coffee. And I actually felt better than I was feeling when I was drinking coffee. And so eventually it replaced my second cup of coffee a day. And I gave up my coffee addiction, which was amazing to me to think that I could make it through a day happily without coffee. Um, But it's true. And um, that was just the beginning because from there, I started to actually want to eat salads. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like I go to, we go out to dinner and I used to get like a veggie burger with a side of fries. And I was like, you know what? I'm like really into this lettuce on my burger. Like I was like into eating just the lettuce part of it. And so then I was like, you know what? Maybe they'll give me a salad on the side. And so like everything just began to change where I actually wanted more of the greens. And we started making kale chips and we fight over those as a family. Like even the kids, I thought there's no way they're going to eat kale chips, but they are hardcore kale eaters. Oh, that, it's definitely 
That's awesome. <laughs> Anyone who can say my kids are hardcore kale eaters, like that's that's fabulous. <laughs> and then also, I um, another thing for me personally was just my energy levels kept going up and up, and it wasn't like how it used to be, where it's like every day by the time I hit bed, I was depleted and needed to sleep just to recharge enough to like get up the next day. Um, but when I started drinking the green smoothies, I actually felt more stable throughout the day and I'd wake up in the morning feeling good too. And I began wanting to exercise again. And this was something that I had not done for a while because I just didn't have the energy to do it. So I started running again and I ran a half marathon that first year of drinking green smoothies. And I'm actually training for a marathon right now. And wow. green smoothies are my post-workout energy drink, which is awesome. <laughs> That's a massive shift to make from dragging yourself out of bed every morning to having enough energy to train for a marathon. Like that's huge. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that you said kind of rang a bell with me as well. When you're eating well, you're more stable through the day. I was, I was speaking mm -hmm. to another woman um, for the podcast last week and mentioned that I could always track how my day was going to end up emotionally based on what I had for breakfast. Oh. You know, if I had something yeah. like toast, I would end up crashing by two, three o'clock in the afternoon and I'd be emotional and just unstable and unpleasant because my mood would be all over the place. Whereas yeah. if I had something like, like, like a green smoothie, um, which I have most mornings, uh, I would I just, I just don't have that, you know, I'm just even and can deal with more. I, I find it has not just an impact on, you know, my, my, my hunger, but my emotional state too, which really surprised me. And once I realized that it was actually having a big impact on my emotional well-being, um, that was a big change to make. Because I think when you, when you can see that though, that, that change, you know, having that smoothie for breakfast has an impact on something beyond health. Cause sometimes I think we can kind of s sort of push health to the side for in the immediate sense. And, mm -hmm. But if you can say it'll keep me in a good mood or it'll mean <laughs> that I can, you know, deal with that difficult meeting or that hard conversation or the, you know, the 5 PM meltdown that the kids have, um, if I can deal with those things with this change, I think that that gives it another another level of benefit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we've actually started saying at Simple Green Smoothies that um, we believe that what we're doing is just fueling your passion, and that's what green smoothies do. Is they're they're not the end all to happiness and everything, but they're the they're the gateway. They're the fuel that's going to get you through the day to do the things that you're actually excited to do and unleash what you're meant to do. Yeah, I love that because it, it's not the focus is then not on the actual smoothie and it's definitely not a diet kind of thing. It's just mm -hmm. making a shift to living a more intentional life and figuring that out. So in, in terms of that, did you then um, – what did you then – kind of start living I guess a more intentional kind of way after you'd made these changes and you'd seen such a positive shift in the way that you were living and feeling were there other changes that you wanted to make and then found yourself able to make yeah um I think our family just got really grounded at this point because we realized that the earth and the world can impact our lives so much and what you eat is so important and so for us, we started just wanting to get back to like 
simple and like what food should really be. It shouldn't be processed in a plant. It should come from a plant. And so we began gardening and we have a we have three raised beds in our backyard right now with strawberries and we do kale and spinach and um, what else have we grown? Zucchini. And so we have our kids involved in this with us and just getting our hands dirty and actually seeing how food is made has been a big part of our lives. And we've also got chickens now and rabbits and we do our own composting. And so we've been really intentional with like stepping back from the way life is lived on TV and stuff and like actually doing it the way that feels right for us and our family. And that's the slow, the slow food movement. You're talking my language oh. with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, do you have chickens? We do. Yeah, we've yeah. got. Uh, they I love having the chickens in the backyard. They just they yes. bring that kind of spark and life, and you know, oh. just even just for the kids to see the process of. You know, we give the girls our scraps, um, and then we look after them. We care for them. They run around our backyard and make a mess of the, you know, the veggie beds. Um, <laughs> and then they give us eggs, and it's kind of this beautiful relationship. And there, you know, their manure goes into the compost heap, and then that feeds the garden beds. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's really important to to just kind of, it's not, and it's not like a sit down and learn this kind of thing. It's just a. Could, let's be involved. Let's do this fun thing mm-hmm. together. Let's spend an afternoon outside in the sun and, and you know, water the garden and feed the feed the plants. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's really beautiful to, to make that change and and like I said before, make that normal. Like make that the norm for your family so that they don't yeah. have to do what I feel like a lot of our generation has had to do, and that's relearn that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Sort of, Definitely, yeah, you know, we're regrounding ourselves in it and hopefully introducing the next generation to, to this kind of more, like you say, grounded way of life, connected way of life. I think that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I've always told them that like we're doing this because we just want to grow. We want to have a long, healthy life. And um, when I was, let's see, how old was I? I was 16 when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And I just remember the impact that that had on me back then. Mm-hmm. Um it was scary and just not being in control of what can happen to your body is a really scary feeling. And, um, just all of a sudden waking up one day and knowing that you're not healthy, even though you feel okay, but you know, your body's actually fighting against you right now. And thankfully she made it through that. Um, but when I was 22, my dad got cancer Oh my goodness! and yeah, and he had leukemia and so he had to fight through that as well, and he made it. And then four years ago, he got lymphoma. And so, and he's fought through that and made it, and he's a green smoothie rock star right with us. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's like, it's so important to like be in control of what I eat starting as early as possible to give myself the best chance I can to live a long, healthy life and just feel my body the right way so it can fight as hard as it can. Um, wow, that's huge to have seen your parents both go through that and your dad twice. Um, yeah. That's phenomenal that they fought through it. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, uh, you started talking, I'm like, oh, this is, this is just too much. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I just feel like I have so many reasons why – I start my day with a green smoothie yes. and it's not to be healthy. It's to live my life fully 
And this is just how I get that started for me and my family. Yeah, I, I think that's such a that's such a great way of doing it because I think I think and I know personally I've never been a dieter, but um, when you put things in that context, for me anyway, if it's like no, this is the the diet, this is the regime, uh, and you're doing this to lose weight, like you're mm-hmm. doing this for a specific reason that has nothing to do with how much you enjoy your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it kind of loses its. It's shine really quickly, but this oh. is you're saying, you know, you're fueling yourself so that you can go and live the kind of life you want. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, but I mean, so what's your philosophy on balance? You know, do you, are you an all or nothing kind of person or so I, I mean, I follow you guys on, uh, Instagram and you'll sometimes post photos that are kind of like keeping it real <laughs> photos. <laughs> like that's what I love about what you guys do. Most of the time it's, it's, it's simple green smoothies. It's really helpful food, but sometimes there's room for donuts. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we do. Um, every Friday night is family pizza night in our house. And that's just a routine that we have done for years now. And um, sometimes I'll make it from scratch. Um, but a lot of times I order it from a local pizza joint. And that's what we do. And so I think it's all about um, intentionally eating and making good choices most of the time, but also feeling okay about the choices that aren't so great. Um, Ice cream and all that. Like I know when I put ice cream in my body, it does not like it. My taste buds love it. (laughs) (laughs) But once it gets past my mouth, then it's all downhill from there. Um, but I'll intentionally enjoy the taste and then pay for the consequences later. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. You're choosing, you know, you're opting for that. You're saying, I'm going to enjoy this for what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then beyond that, I'm going to go back to what actually makes me feel good. Yeah. And with our son, because he does have the corn sensitivity, we do have to be really careful still. And we've embraced the no corn rule for our whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, organic will buy it and he can have some of it because he's not as um, sensitive to that but we've kept all candy out of our house at school when they do candy parties he'll he'll get the candy and then he comes home and we'll swap it for other snacks that we have or there's organic non-corn syrup candy out there now so we'll swap things out for him okay and do that but yeah we're not die hard green smoothie juicing salads 24 7 like we believe you. You enjoy life. You add as much goodness into your body as you can so that you crave less of the other stuff. But we don't um, hinder ourselves from enjoying that too when we want it. I think there's something in that idea. It's something that I've come across quite a few times, this idea of kind of crowding out the not so good with the really good. If you mm-hmm. add more of the good, so more of the fruits, more of the vegetables over time, there's not going to be as much space for the bad, you know, for the for the convenience foods, the takeaway, whatever. Um, I think that's a really kind of powerful, positive way of of engaging with that too. Like the um, my son's just popped in to say hello. Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> I sit with mummy for a minute. Okay. Oh, sleepy bear. Very sleepy. All right, you don't don't turn your dinosaur on though. Okay. You pop your dinosaur there. There we go. <laughs> What's um, your son's name? His name's Toby. Oh, yeah. so cute. He's very cuddly. Mm. 6.30 in the morning cuddles, they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry I'm having to join you on this cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite 
quite all right. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that that idea of crowding out is is a really interesting one, um, and I, I, I've I've heard people apply it to a lot of things, you know, in terms of food, yes, but also uh, other habits like adding exercise or movement to your day it's not so much removing the two hours of tv or the you know the time spent on the computer but adding in the 30 minutes of walking i think that that can really Mm -hmm. yeah that can really help shift it into a a positive change rather than a what am i missing out on kind of change yeah definitely um now what made you want to share your love of green smoothies with the world? Like, what was the driving force behind starting the website and now writing the book? And you've got a really strong social media following. What did you guys want to to do by sharing it with people? We knew that it was not something that was just good for our own bodies because we had already seen how our kids were responding to drinking a daily green smoothie and our husbands and all of us were just feeling so good. Our kids weren't getting sick anymore. Um, and w- like Jada was loose. She lost 27 pounds yeah. in a matter of months with a daily green smoothie. And I was, I kicked my Starbucks habit. And for me, that was like, I never thought that was going to be possible. I thought we were married for life, but, um, Turns out Starbucks and I are not. <laughs> so um, we we just realized early on that this was something that everyone could use in their lives and that we couldn't keep it to ourselves. It was this contagious habit that we wanted to get out there to other people. And so we were sharing it with our friends. I was telling my parents about it. And I mean, my dad was blending every day during chemo and um, giving him his nutrients and so eventually we decided that we needed to start um, – we wanted to make an ebook to share it with as many parents as we could through our parenting website, Family Sponge. Um, so we started doing that and we would post recipes on there and people would um, – some people would comment about it. Um, but most of the time it wasn't received that well. Like it wasn't getting much interaction and people didn't get it. And so Jada had a friend who suggested we go on Instagram and start an Instagram account just on green smoothies because um, in 2012, Instagram was just starting out and it was a lot of health and wellness people on it. And so we decided to jump on there and every morning Jada would take a picture of her green smoothie ingredients right before they'd go in the blender. So it was like the real deal down and dirty. This is like what I'm putting in my blender right now and what I'm going to drink. And people loved that because we were sharing everything for free. <laughs> Sorry. What's, what was that? It's his dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> sounded really loud. Yeah. <laughs> you give him a cuddle. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's my first dinosaur on the call ever. <laughs> I've got a four-year-old, a dinosaur, and myself on this side of the call. Very lucky. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> so we um, every morning we would share green smoothie recipes on Instagram, and people would tag their friends in it and be like, "We should try this. Look how easy it is." Mm. And the difference between what we were doing and what a lot of other green smoothie or smoothie people were doing out there was we were showing the raw ingredients before it went in the blender. And these were things that you were familiar with. You're like, I have a banana. I can get strawberries. Kiwi's great. So it was like fruits that everyone already loved mixed with kale or mixed with spinach. So it wasn't as intimidating. 
And um, quickly people started drinking them and realizing that, oh my gosh, these girls actually make really good tasting green smoothies. And they wanted to share it with their friends too. And it just snowballed so quickly to where our following jumped. I think it was like 30,000 within a month or two of starting Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it it blew up. (laughs) And so then we started a website because we knew that we needed to give them more than we could offer just on Instagram. And there was a lot of people that weren't even on Instagram. So we built out the website and um, then we hosted a free 30 day green smoothie challenge. And that was just something that we really were excited to share with people was challenging them to like drink one green smoothie a day for 30 days. And that was it. Like you didn't have to change anything else in your diet. You could drink it whenever you wanted. It could be your breakfast. It could be a snack. It could be dessert. You make the rules up. Our only requirement is that you drink one a day and let us know how you feel by the end. And so each week of the challenge, we would give them recipes to try and a shopping list so that it was super easy to go to the store, buy everything and make it at home. And people jumped on that like crazy. Like they were so excited to have this free challenge that was actually going to change their lives. Like they felt it. They knew it was happening because we were sharing what had worked for us and they were ready for it to happen for them too. And it did. And so every challenge we do them four times a year and friends of friends join family, like everyone joins after that first one. Like, so let's say my mom joined the first one in January, then all of her sisters, her cousins, her nieces and nephews, like everyone wanted to do the next one with us. And so it just grows rapidly through that. And do you think that's because this is something I guess we touched on a little bit before um, we started recording, but people are more inclined to make these changes when they're doing it with other people? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, the biggest part of it for us is like we really believe in community and living life intentionally together. Um, When you're doing it alone, it's really, really hard. Like you have no one to be accountable with and you just feel like, why am I doing this? No one's in this with me. And for us to do it together and to invite as many people into our challenges as we can and to realize you are not alone, like your struggles are real. Like we're struggling with the same things you are like, like, let's do this together. And just the camaraderie and the encouragement that happens during that month, like it lights people up and it keeps them going. I think that's so beautiful. Community is something that when I started this podcast, I just, I, I mean, I knew that it was central to so many aspects of life and the changes people were making, but I just didn't realize how important community is Mm -hmm. for people who are making these shifts, particularly when they kind of go against uh, what maybe the majority of other people are doing in their day-to-day lives. Like when you feel like you're making a countercultural shift, uh, at least in some regard, it can be, it's vital, I think, to know that you're not doing it alone. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really, I mean, and you guys have an amazing community, even just on social media, you just see the way people are kind of interacting mm-hmm. and tagging friends and it's just, you can see it's growing and growing. It's really exciting. Yeah, we, we love it. And it's so fun hopping in there and responding to comments and just checking in on people and seeing how they're doing. And I love it when they'll share photos of their daily green smoothie and they'll be drinking it with their kids or their husbands and oh, like it's just an incredible feeling to wake up and know that as I'm drinking a green smoothie, that hundreds of thousands of people around the world are doing the same. Absolutely. 
Um, can you tell me if <laughs> if there was just one ingredient that people could add to their daily diet, what do you think it should be? Or what would it be for you if you could only add one ingredient? Oh. <laughs> it's hard. I guess to start, I want to say lemon. Wow. Lemon is the game changer in my world right now. Um, I start my every morning with lemon and warm water. And that's the very first thing I do just to wake up my body and just it helps um, clear everything out. And just that's a really important one. Yeah. And it's also really important in green smoothies to add lemon too. Um, we found out when you're adding kale to a smoothie to cut that bitterness, if you squeeze some lemon juice into it, it just pulls out that nasty kale taste and like calms it down a bit. Um, and also if you're blending a smoothie with like peaches or, um, nectarines or apricots, if you squeeze a little lemon into it, it just really pulls out that flavor. Wow. I didn't know that. I'll have to add that. That's great. Um, and do you have, what's your favorite smoothie? Like your go-to? Okay. It changes every once in a while, but I would say right now I, I am on a peach kick because we have a store called Trader Joe's and they just started carrying frozen peaches. And for me, healthy has to be simple and accessible and frozen fruit is the way to do that. And so I am doing two cups of spinach, two cups of peaches, a banana, half a lemon, and either two cups of water or two cups of coconut water, just depending on what I need. Like if it's a day where I'm running, I'll do the coconut water just to get that extra potassium and electrolytes in my body. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of the old, um, you know, throw some uh, oats and a handful of different raw nuts and seeds in and uh-huh. then like maybe half a frozen banana and then a couple of really generous handfuls of greens and maybe some raw cacao. That's my breakfast, so it's really kind of it feels really significant and hearty. Yeah, um, yeah, and almond milk or or, or water. Mm-hmm. That's probably my go-to, and it always looks disgusting. It looks like I posted a photo of it to <laughs> to Facebook or something. Someone's like, oh, it looks. I mean, it sounds delicious, but it, it actually looks like sludge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Will your kids drink that? Um, they'll eat. They'll eat it if it's thick. They'll eat it off a sp- off a spoon. They won't uh-huh. drink it though. I'm like, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they. I'm still working on convincing them. I I have actually started them with juice, so I'm more inclined to get them to drink a juice. So if I do an mm-hmm. apple, they'll ask for an apple juice. So I will put apple in it, but I'll also put carrot and maybe a little bit of beet or something beetroot or something like that. Uh, yeah. to, to give it a nice pink color and pink, pink drinks taste good. Uh-huh. So, yeah. um, the smoothies I've had mixed success, I've got to say, but with the juices, um, you know, they're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went to Portland this summer and Jada and I blended, oh, I want to say it was about like 150 green smoothies oh, wow. and we went to a park and we passed them out to kids and moms and dads and teenagers and ask them to try it and the recipe we shared is called beginner's luck and this one has two cups of spinach two cups water one cup mango one cup pineapple and two bananas and 99 percent of people loved it and so that is like 
the winner of all winners. So if you want one that'll convince your kids that green smoothies can taste good, I strongly recommend you start with that one. <laughs> I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. I don't think with my kids and they, they actually are really decent vegetable eaters. They'll sit down, they'll eat their broccoli and they love, you know, zucchini and cucumber and avocado. That's I'm fortunate that, you know, it has taken a long time to get them to that point, but it's, so they'll eat green vegetables, but if the drink is green or brown, unless it's, you know, unless I can convince them it's a chocolate milkshake, um, <laughs> then I, they're, they're just, they're hesitant to try a green drink, which I find very strange because they will eat green vegetables. So I guess it's probably just a, a matter of continuing to offer it to them like I always do and, and seeing yeah. if one day. I mean, we, yeah, we do smoothie races because there are days where they're like, mom, I really don't want another green smoothie. And I'll be like, let's have a smoothie race. And my son is so competitive that like he's like, I am down and I'm not going to lose. Like he's all in for it. And so that that works. (laughs) I like smoothie races. Yeah, we will often have an eat your vegetables race. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This this has been an awesome chat. Uh, I really appreciate you you coming on and talking to me so um your book releases i think it'll be the day that this podcast comes out or if not the day after uh Mm -hmm. and can people will that be in bookstores as well as online yeah that's one of the main reasons we've been so excited to get this book out there is because we're we're well known in the online world but when it comes to the physical world like we're not out there yet so this book is going to be everywhere we just got word from our publisher that targets carrying it walmart sam's club um, all the major american stores will have it as well as amazon amazon uk um it's going to be everywhere that books are sold i believe simple green smoothies the book will be there as well awesome that's really exciting i'm really i'm super excited for you guys i know that it'll just set the world on fire Oh, I I can't wait. It's beautiful too. Like we made sure this book is like green smoothie porn is what we call it. It's like every photo is gorgeous. <laughs> it is. I was looking at it just this morning. It is such a such a beautiful book. Uh, yeah, I would I would highly recommend it for um for anyone. Uh, but Jen, thank you so much for talking to me and for talking to Toby and his dinosaur. <laughs> Anytime, Toby. <laughs> Um, oh, he was great. he was whispering in my ear. Can I say hello? Can I say hello? Please oh, run off to have breakfast now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no, yeah, but thank you. I really appreciate it, and um, good luck with with the book. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, yeah, we need to get you a copy in your hands as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Right. Bye, bye. This has been another episode of the Slow Home Podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe via iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. Thanks for listening.